Blog Talk Radio. Jackson, and the show was created to address the issues of middle-aged African-American women. Uh, as I started explaining this show, I said when I Googled middle-aged African-American women, I found very little information that can enhance our lifestyle, so I figured why don't I address some issues that impact our lives. And today we're going to be talking about something that is, I don't think we talk enough about, and that's stress in the workplace and suicide, that topic that we just, you you seldom see that as a discussion. But we're going to discuss it today with someone I admire so much, and that is Coretta Doctors. She is an international speaker and a coach and an author, and I'm going to give you a link to a story that she put on our website that I, I read quite often, and I'm so touched by it, and others are inspired by it. But, Coretta, I want to thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get from the beginning, because you were this successful, high-powered executive who you were like an a, a type A personality. And at some point... Mm-hmm. That just got overwhelmed and out of hand. Tell us what happened. Absolutely. You know, we have a responsibility to society, to our families, and we forget the responsibilities to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are groomed to be uh, the best we can be to everybody. But very few of us, especially women um, in Mm -hmm. today's culture, we are not trained to focus on ourselves. We Mm -hmm. are being the everything to everybody and specifically in terms of keeping up with our lifestyles, meaning we want to be able to afford nice things, travel. Mm-hmm. We want to be equal to the breadwinners um, on the male side. So mm-hmm. we forget. And that's exactly what happened to me. I have been uh, for years a go-getter. I started my career early in the military and I exceeded my own goals. I mm-hmm. did everything I could do to be the best I could be because that is what you're taught. And along the way, you meet so many goals, you exceed them, you find yourself accomplishing more than even what you set out for, and you feel accomplished in such sense that you wonder, what's next? What Mm -hmm, could mm -hmm. come more? And so rather than taking it slow, like I do now, and observing Mm -hmm. and appreciating the good things, I kept looking for more, kept looking for more until Mm -hmm. there was just so much in front of me that there was nothing left of me to put into it. And mm-hmm. when you 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 find yourself slowing down, you feel like you're failing somebody. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. never realize to look at yourself and say, hey, I've done this and I'm good at it. Instead, mm-hmm. you look at it and say, I've accomplished that, now that's what's next. Because we're trained to think that. How many of mm-hmm. you have really thought about education? Okay, you must go get your two-year degree, then your four-year degree, uh-huh. then you go for your uh-huh. master's, then you go. It's, even if you don't need it. Some of us are okay or should be okay at the master's level or the Mm -hmm. bachelor's level. Not everybody has to be the best at everything. You need to Mm -hmm. be able to get yourself to a place where you plateau and it's perfect for where you are in life. Instead, I kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. 
and I failed. I failed everything mm-hmm. when I couldn't give any more of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. So in your mind you failed or you actually thought you failed? I think both. Initially, okay. it came into my mind. And once I believed that I failed, that's when I said the end has to come now. And that in itself was a failure because mm-hmm. had I succeeded at ending my life, I would have let a lot of people down more than I knew. Until I mm-hmm. came forward with my story, I didn't know how many people really looked up to me or depended on me or mm-hmm. expected more of me. I was too focused on that day-to-day grind without mm-hmm. taking two to three of those hours of day and putting it back into myself. Now, there was a book that came out, I think, about a year ago that was called Lean In. And um, I people got real excited about it. Cheryl from Facebook, I forgot her last name. And I was so opposed to that book and that theory that every time something about that book is anywhere, a friend of mine, they'll call me, oh, I remember, I remember you said, be careful of that, because I felt that opposed to leaning in, sometimes we have to step back. Mm-hmm. We have to step back because it, it's, it's like society keeps pushing us for us to believe that I'm every woman, I'm superwoman, I can cook the food, I can bring the money home, and then that mm-hmm. gets overwhelming. But what was the point when you said, it's so much I want to end my life? Because I, I just felt like I had done everything it was for me to do. When you set out uh, in the in a specific career path, you, you know what your career path is. You know, if you, you start out as a bank teller, ultimately you want to be a bank president. You know, you start out in as a, 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 a floor laborer, you want to eventually run the, pres- run the building. You want to do these things according to what you're supposed to do. Me, I kept reaching those goals and I kept pushing ahead because, see, I had so many other distractions in life that work became my getaway, my Mm -hmm, mm go-to. And when you don't deal with the distractions, specifically those that have been with you and are hidden and Mm -hmm. you can't really get them taken care of, childhood trauma, adult Mm -hmm. trauma, when you don't address those things, you find an outlet. And for me, work became the outlet until there was just no more I could do. And uh-huh. rather than fixing the problem, I was masking the problem with extracurricular work, um, mm-hmm. extended hours, uh, going on long business trips. I was finding a way to avoid fixing those inner problems mm-hmm. or those um, problems that have been hidden back so long. And what mm-hmm. I did was I would find temporary comfort in getting my mind occupied and getting okay. my mind off of the real issues. And then when the work became too much and I felt like, okay, I've done a great job at this, I've exceeded that and I'm done with this, and I have to come back home and still deal mm-hmm. with that thing inside well, the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that seems to be a, a big problem as far as the trauma, unresolved trauma in adult life that if it's not dealt with, there are other things that people tend to do to, that kind of, like you said, it it hides that or makes it subside while you're busy at work opposed to dealing with what happened as a child or as an adult. And so mm-hmm. you think those things do contribute to suicide because people do, don't ever deal with it, families won't deal with it? but you're, you're really dealing with it in another way, mentally? 
Yes, I mean, aptly, you know, the, the, the road to considering ending your life is where you don't have any more hope. It's okay. when you have no more inspiration and you can't see past your issue. Okay. Whether it's, a childhood issue or it's an adult issue or it's an issue mm-hmm. that really isn't there, but you're perceiving it to be an issue. Mm-hmm. That oh, is where okay. your first thought process goes. And the way that you can fix yourself in this manner is to understand what's really bothering you and then address it. If mm-hmm. you don't address it, there is no way you're going to avoid the pitfalls that can come. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you start with the issue. Then you, you start with, the feelings about the issue, then those feelings turn into anxiety, anxiety to depression, depression into mm-hmm. suicidal ideation and ideology. You start understanding what life wasn't rather mm-hmm. than focusing on what life was. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about how to remove yourself in its entirety rather than replacing and repairing the parts of yourself that can really be healed. Mm-hmm. So that goes into whether we are getting mental health help um, in our community, because you know a lot of times we'll say pray it away, take it to God, when we may need a professional. And I was talking in our last show about um, having problems and not wanting to seem like a failure, so therefore Mm -hmm. people don't get help. So do you think that we are opening up to mental health assistance now or still that's the case? No, we're opening up now because it's hitting closer to home. And Mm -hmm. once you find that suicide has broken your inner circle, whether Mm -hmm. you expected it or not, once it actually happens, you take closer look, pay more attention, and you want yourself to get educated and you want to share that. Before it hits home, you don't even think about it. It doesn't sound anything remotely near what you would expect of someone that Mm -hmm. you know. But when Mm -hmm. it actually happens, and especially these days, we're thinking when we hear that these big-name celebrities die and it's at the hands Mm -hmm. of their their own hands, we Mm -hmm. seem like it's impossible. How did that happen, Kate Mm Spade, for example? Because Uh we don't see suicide as a touchable issue. We Mm -hmm. see it as a foreign matter that sometimes – you hear about it, and sometimes you don't. We automatically assume that it's a Caucasian female, uh-huh. number one. Second, we think that it's a male with problems either with sexuality or finance, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we think it's a teenager that just didn't know how to reach out for help. When, in fact, mm-hmm. African-American women think about it more than anyone, and wow. we tend to be more afraid to do it than we actually do it, but the ideology, mm-hmm. the thought is there. And I have talked to so many women, specifically African-American women, that say, mm-hmm. I asked for help or I needed help, and I have been just blown away, pushed to the side, because no mm-hmm. one thinks that you're going to do it. You know, recently mm-hmm. I had a very close person to me say, well, Coretta, if you were going to do it, you would have done it by now. Mm. So when you get those kinds of reactions, it does nothing more 
for a weak-minded person than plant mm-hmm. the seed that when it's time to go, they're going to go. Mm-hmm. For a strong person like myself, I had to overcome those types of stereotypes and those kinds mm-hmm. of ideologies from people. And I say to myself, use that as fuel. Use those negative words about why I didn't kill myself to tell other people why they don't have to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I realize, and the one thing that keeps me alive is that had I taken myself out of a bad situation, it would mm-hmm. not have changed the bad situation. Right. The situation does not get any worse because you leave. In many cases, mm-hmm. it gets better. So, for an example, you may find yourself in the middle of a love triangle. Let's just say that's an example. If you kill yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think the two people are going to do? If you leave mm-hmm. your job because you think the job is too much for you, what do you mm-hmm. think that job is going to do when you kill yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. So but is it something answer, that – I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the answer is not in removing yourself. It's in fixing mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. Do you find it interesting that when these people, because so many people, like you said, who are famous, rich, in the eyes of a lot of people, the first thing they think is, well, that person had everything. Why would they want to kill themselves for having the things that most of us try to attain? And so they associate things with why that person should not have killed themselves. But there were other things that, obviously ignited that because in my experience and my personal situation and I know that I've read this about other journeys is that having too much is also Mm -hmm. a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's not always Mm -hmm. good you can get so much that you don't know what to do with you ever heard that old adage about um the more money you have the more problems you get Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm it's kind of the same thing when you've reached all these goals. Sometimes you look around and your peers are no longer, you know, competitive enough or you, mm-hmm, you're all at mm-hmm. the same place and there's nothing else to reach for. Young successful my, people are the most guilty of that. And my mother always said to me that there's a price you pay for everything. And I don't mm-hmm. think that people clearly understand that with success, it also comes some issues that you may not be able to really deal with. I had a show many years ago, a radio show, and I recall as we were about to wrap it up, a young lady called and she asked us, how do you handle success? And we were going off the air and really couldn't answer her. But that is something people have to understand, that you have to Mm -hmm. be able to handle success. Mhm. And 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 it's just this one question I can answer. You handle success by managing the level of input you give to something, whether it's success mm-hmm. or whether it's distress. You have mm-hmm. to know how much of your personal energy you're going to give to it. If you feed too much of yourself, you're going to get lost mm-hmm. in it. So when you mm-hmm. have success, you must have assistance. You find that the people at the top, they're not doing it alone, right? Well, that's you become very true. Mm-hmm. Super, yeah, the super successful person, you have to know how to delegate, how to manage time, how to allow your success to feed into lesser areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that way you feel like you are accomplishing something and you're giving back. You have to allow that success to power others. Share your success. 
okay? Mm-hmm. When you find how to manage success in some of those ways that I just mentioned, it will give you mm-hmm. time to focus on the you that's separated from the success. Because we are our successful people, but we're people aside from the success. Mm-hmm. You take off your suit and you go home, there's not a calculator in your bed, there's not a, a conference room in your bedroom, there's mm-hmm. not a mm-hmm. telephone system, there is just you. And many of us cannot cut the tie between coming home and enjoying the the um the the rewards uh, of success and yes, the rewards of mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. We are focusing so much on the success that we get lost in it and we mm-hmm. can't handle it. And you made a very important point that I think so many women need to understand. Anybody who is successful, there is somebody managing so many aspects of their lives. There is somebody Mm -hmm. making sure Michelle Obama gets to those interviews on time, that they schedule Mm -hmm. those interviews for her. They do her makeup, do her hair, uh, Mm -hmm. oversee social media, and people have to understand that there is a machine driving all this. So when they compare themselves to someone mm-hmm. else who they don't have anywhere near their resources and then begin to judge themselves based on somebody who has far more money, far more uh, resources and, and a team and can delegate. And I think people in our society today with social media begin to – look at somebody else and say, well, well, why am I inadequate? I see this person on a vacation. Because you were saying how you were on Facebook smiling mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were probably looking mm-hmm. at you and saying, oh, my God, look at her. I mean, she's so pretty. I'm looking at all mm-hmm. this. And really not understanding what really is going on. Right. And thank you. It's true. It's that we don't set a timer and say, at 8 o'clock, I'm going to commit suicide. The emotions mm-hmm. will come over you in the midst of anything. You could be having the best day, the best time. It does not matter when or how. You just mm-hmm. often become so overtaken with the feeling of hopelessness that you don't mm-hmm. check the calendar or you don't look at the picture to see what you're wearing. You just know that that's your time and you're ready mm-hmm. and you're done mm-hmm. and you're not going to think about it anymore. Now, as someone who has a family, I've always wondered, how do, do you think about your family or that, or nothing else becomes relevant to how you're feeling and what you're about to do? Well, you know, it just depends because there are people who put their family into their suicidal plan. There are people who make mm. sure they have insurance, they write letters, they prepare the home, they, they stock up on uh, bank money they you know they put Mm -hmm. up the grocery money they make sure that the cars are working they do all that and they walk out the door you know i've known um, a co-worker of mine his his mom cooked dinner fed everybody gave him a bath and walked in the bathroom and killed herself and you know he told me that story and i I tell you I, i looked at him as an adult and i said to myself how did he grow up as a child all through those years and, and know that that's how his mother left this world. Well, you know mm-hmm. what he said to me? She showed me care before she left this world. And wow. I never looked at it that way. So, so yes, but then there are other people you don't think about anything but your situation. And that's why mm-hmm. when you have these situations, you have to get help because somebody can show you how to move out side of that mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm, but when you mm-hmm. can look outside of the problem, you will then consider your family and your 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 coworkers or your your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You will consider more than yourself if you get someone mm-hmm. to help you see outside of that box. 
But isn't that interesting about what his mother did? It it speaks volumes because she still, even right before she killed herself, felt the need Mm -hmm. to still take Mm -hmm. care of something. Absolutely. And she's probably been overwhelmed by taking care of stuff all this time. And before she killed herself, that was her last thought, again, that she was going to take care of this before she left. And I... I just don't know, and I I would have thought he would have looked at that differently, but he mm-hmm. didn't. He she actually, again, she gave him hope that mm-hmm. she cared that she actually cared about him. And I said to him many times, I don't understand. I I don't I don't think I would have viewed it that way. But it's good mm-hmm. to know that she, as the mother to that child, knew what legacy she was leaving behind if she killed herself in this world. She knew the mm-hmm. feeling and the emotion she would leave with her family. So yes, some people consider themselves. I can tell you that mm-hmm. in my personal journey, I didn't think about anything. In fact, now mm-hmm. now when I find myself depressed or sad, the first mm-hmm. thing I think about is the most important thing to me, which is my daughter. And for mm-hmm. that reason, I believe that suicide will never win with me. Never. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to explain that to your daughter afterwards when she found out you tried to kill yourself? How, what did you say to her? You know, what was interesting is that on the day that I had to, you know, I was pushed into the ambulance and mm-hmm. all of this, my daughter just happened to be in town. And so my daughter actually was in the ambulance with me. And it was the wake-up call that I needed to save my life because if my daughter wasn't there, if she, I mean, it just so happened that she was in town. We were, mm-hmm. we were, you know, it's never that way. It just happened that she was in town visiting. And, and so for me to be able to see the hurt on her face uh-huh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to see the pain and the miss, she was so confused. And my daughter's an adult. Okay. She mm-hmm. was about 20, 26 or 27 years old. So to see that, I will never forget that, and mm-hmm, I will always mm-hmm. keep that in the forefront of my mind when I'm getting down on something. And, in fact, mm-hmm. I, my daughter is now my go-to person. When things are uh-huh. bothering me, I go to her because she gets it, and she understands uh-huh. it, and she keeps mm-hmm. me alive. So we have to find something that's really important. We have to focus. When things are really, really bad, the roadmap to living is to find out the purpose of your life. And for mm-hmm. me, it was my one child. And when you find that, when things are really hard and down and you don't see your way through, if you mm-hmm. focus on that one thing, whether it means calling them, going to see that person, or if it's not even a person, maybe it's a thing or a place, focus on that and it will keep you. It will hold you. It will give you hope. You will find that, hey, mm-hmm. maybe it can get better. If you do that, you will find no room, no room ever to want to leave it because that is the mm-hmm. one thing you identify as your you're you're finding your saving grace. Now, is there help within most corporations if a person is just stressful at work and just so overwhelmed? Can they go to employment assistance or something, some service within the workplace? Yes, most people won't do it. In fact, me mm-hmm. personally, I chose to go outside of my um, my company's EAP, Employee Assistance Program, and I mm-hmm. am a military veteran, and I have found that the veteran support was fantastic for me. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to pick your path because it is confidential. However, everybody has um, – there is a <laughs> there's a, a purpose behind every plan, okay? Mm-hmm. Companies offer those things because companies want to be great. 
I found that the military offers the service because we've already given our service, and they're not looking for anything more. They're looking Mm -hmm. to help us through what we've already been through. Corporations, and I'm not knocking it because it's a very good resource. For Mm -hmm. me personally, I didn't care that the company wanted to know how better they could make me for them. Okay, mm-hmm. so oh, I chose okay. a different path. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's really important that people reach out to the EAP and ask for assistance because EAP gives you options. It doesn't assign you to a specific counselor. It lets you choose who you want to see, and, and that's a good thing. But oftentimes mm-hmm. you don't know who you need to see or why. You need someone that is going to be a psychologist to you and can reach you and understand what you need to assign you to the appropriate person. It may be mm-hmm. that you need medication. It just may need that you need a reduced workload. It could uh-huh. be that you need, you know, family interaction. It's so many mm-hmm. reasons and ways to help yourself that um, I believe it, it can become overwhelming. You don't know what mm-hmm. you need when you're in a crisis. Oh, sure. And I'm finding that I find a lot of women who are overwhelmed and anxious. I'm just seeing mm-hmm. it more and more as I talk to women, they're overwhelmed and anxious. And then I'm realizing, too, I've talked to women who have told me that they were in a chronically stressful situation. I didn't even know. Sometimes I found out an accident, by accident there was a conversation, and they just blurted it out because they just mm-hmm. felt like they wanted to say it. But this had happened at a, a while back when they weren't really saying anything. And then mm-hmm. they, and they, began, they just happened to say it. And these are people I looked at and thought, well, they got it going on. They can manage their money. They got a good job. And so I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And I was also well, shocked because I felt like, wow, I, I didn't know. So I couldn't adjust how I treated them in the sense of maybe checking on them more or something. Because we don't check on people anymore like we used to. Because of social media, we think we saw them on Facebook, so they must be okay. Or, you know, we, we mm-hmm. said hi via a Twitter or a tweet or a text. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of well, change it, things now? We're disconnected? Well, people hide things. I mean, mm-hmm. you create a facade. You create a persona of what you have to show the world because mm-hmm. you're not going to show them what you're trying to hide from yourself. You right. know? You're trying to hide your sadness. You're not going to go display that. Um, one One trick for me, and I've talked about this uh, last week, is I know what my triggers are and I know what some uh-huh. of my signs are. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I know... I chose to be very transparent so that people around me could know. Um, uh-huh. Everyone who knows me knows that when I start wearing different wigs and I start changing my looks, I'm not satisfied with who I am. And mm-hmm. when they see that, they'll start calling me, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Okay. And that's what I need to keep me on track. So we have to be transparent. When we're not feeling well and we notice that our pattern is starting to change, we have to talk about that. We have to mm-hmm. get some accountability partners in our life that will recognize things so that when they see us or they don't see us, hey, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, if there's an absence, um, if there is a different look, if there is a different tone, when we start noticing those things, we have to step in and embrace them and say, what's going on? Let me help you. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Let's get through it. So one thing that you said as we wrap up, um, triggers, I found that to be something that helps me get through things. So that when I see a trigger and can identify it, I can react to it. I found that to be very successful in my life to be able to identify a trigger, whether it's a person, a situation, or an environment. 
that if I know that's something that takes me to another level, opposed to before when I didn't know, it made my life easier to deal with it. Cause I can I can know don't deal with that person. This issue has nothing to do with me, or however it makes me manage stress. Tell us. How can we reach you to get you to speak and to get your book? Give us some contact information. Okay, great. Thank you for that. It's very easy. It's my first and last name, um, Coretta Doctor. And though on social media my last name is misspelled with two R's at the end of doctor, it's really just mm-hmm. one R, the standard spelling. So it's CorettaDoctor.com, C-O-R-R-E-T-T-A-D-O-C-T-O-R.com. There you can find Lots of information about me, where I'm going, where I've been. Listen to some of my media clips, my speakers reel, and also be attached to great platforms like yourself. Anytime that I'm invited to speak, I share your story, your media, your platform, your mm-hmm. your publications, and I ask people to follow. Uh, my book is available on my website. My book is very transparent. It's hard to read, I will admit. It's a hard read for anyone who's very emotional, but it's mm-hmm. a good read to help people see that you're not alone. And um, I'm always eager to talk to people, specifically women of color, because we find um, it hard sometimes to talk about such a topic as suicide, and especially Mm -hmm. when we're successful. And I have a very good mix of being successful and also now, unfortunately, um, a very good role of experience with dealing with suicide ideation and ideology. And I will post all of that uh, um, with the text for this podcast. But we're about to wrap up. I want to thank you. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. You're one of my best guests, whether it's a TV or whatever, and I want to look forward to <laughs> talking to you some more. You're, you're awesome at communicating this, and you made some things pop in my head that I had actually forgotten in the past, but we'll talk about that more. But I want to thank you. I want to mm-hmm. thank our listeners, and uh, goodbye. Thank you, Dr. Credit. Credit, Dr. Thank Bye-bye. You so, <laughs> thank you so very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, um, you can see more at www.onyxwoman.com. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.